is the most impressive, incredible woman, my spiritual doctor, Josephine. Welcome, Josephine. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me back. Oh my gosh. I love every show with you is always so much fun. And today is going to be amazing. I just yes, know it. it. Um, so first, for everyone that's listening and watching, we're just so glad that you're with us today. Because today we're going to go straight into the heart of healing by asking the question, have you lost yourself? But before we do that, we have to say, right, Josephine, Pastor Josephine and I have been just absolutely overwhelmed by all of the encouragement and love and support that everyone has been showering on us and on this podcast. It's like amazing. And we want to thank you. You made the launch of this podcast a smashing success, like a crazy success. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, like uh, you turn this like offering of the heart, which is something Josephine, as Pastor Josephine and I just wanted to do out of our heart. And you've like made it into like an internet sensation and we're kind of blown away. And so we just want to say thanks. Like Thank you're the you. best and we're family now. <laughs> so, and the best is yet to come because we're just getting started. Um, the other thing that, has just been phenomenal and really on like amazing to us is that in addition to showing us so much support, you've also made it really clear how much this topic specifically of spiritual healing means like what it matters to you and it means to you. And, um, you know, I asked actually our Devin, our producer, who you may remember from episode one, to actually share some of the feedback and messages that have come in uh, from you. So, Devin, would you uh, share with us? I would be happy to, Sarah. Thanks. Uh, one of the listeners from Arlington, Virginia, writes in and says, I just wanted to reach out and say that I 100% respect your life share right now. Not everyone is doing okay, and just because they don't post about it doesn't mean life is all good on their end. I've been in the gutter myself lately. As I'm getting divorced, my pup died, and my dad died last year, etc. I look forward to your podcast, especially since I already know I'm going to learn something new. Another listener from Chicago writes in and says, I'm at my wit's end with COVID and my job change. I really think your podcast has come at the perfect time. Yeah, that's real talk. Yeah, that is. <laughs> uh, oh, and another listener from Chicago, they wrote in and said, 2020 was a real kick in the face in a million ways, yeah. but I'm better than I was a year ago, and it sounds like you are too. Thanks for the courage to share your story. I'm already inspired by it. Wow. Yeah, those are some really awesome things for people to share, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that they are sharing them. I think it'll be uh, an awesome starting point for this podcast and a kicking off point for yeah. what people are going to learn. But why don't you tell them some more? Devin, thanks again for reading those. You know, just to hear them, it kind of kind of like guts you a little bit, right, Pastor? I mean, that's true. You felt that. I feel it. And I, I, you know, when I hear them, I also think, you have to know, I mean, when they're talking about COVID, they're talking about job changes, about di like divorce and their pets dying, they can't be alone in that. And I think that's one of the reasons that we wanted to make sure we shared these messages because that is a thing that happens where people feel like 
their year has has totally crushed them, but they're scared to tell people. They feel like they have to act like everything is okay, and it makes them feel alone. And this is just proof that you know if you're listening right now and you feel like you're the only one that's going through something, you're not. We are in this together. There are other people that are on this journey with you, and we're just so happy that we can be the family that we are for this Meet My Spiritual Doctor series and kind of go on this together. Um, And also, thanks so much. Like, hearing from you means so much to us, and we just want to welcome that. Anytime that you want to drop us a note and tell us how something's impacted you or the struggle that you're going through and you want to ask for prayer or uh, for counsel, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram or shoot us a message on Facebook and we'll get back to you and, you know, maybe even bring up your questions or your comments on the show uh, so we can uh, we can talk about them there. I mean, you you matter to us and we want to hear from you. So... All right, so I think we should just get started, huh, Pastor? Yeah, Yeah, this is a good moment. (laughs) It is a good moment. And today is a really, really meaningful topic because it it sets the foundation for healing. Um, Because as one of the pillars and beliefs of this show is that healing starts from within and it starts at the core of who you are. Because when you go through a trauma or a big life change, uh, many people experience a shift at their core. And what I'm talking about is a loss of self where they lose their own identity. Um, And like, what does that look like, right? So, you know, all of the sudden, you know, you, you think you're okay, but then you kind of look around or you take a look at yourself in your life and things feel like empty, you know? Right. You can't remember what your life was like before that significant other, that event, that situation. Like your purpose, your own passion feel foggy and far away, you know? Um, and you wonder if you ever knew yourself at all. I mean, if those are things that our listeners, our friends are feeling, you know, those are signs that maybe you've lost yourself. Um, One of the other things, and I know I went through this as well, is when you wake up every morning and instead of being like, yay for today. A butterfly. (laughs) A butterfly, right? You're like greeted by just like a weight, you know, like heaviness and grief. And then every morning becomes like a battle with yourself to convince yourself like, okay, there is a reason to fight. I don't know what that reason is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, I'm gonna fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna push through. Um, And you know, I mean, like that happens, but I think part of that, when when that's your morning every morning, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and there's all this pressure on you to like figure out your life and to make things right. And it is just impossible mm-hmm. and tiring, you know, exhausting. So, okay. So for those of us that are listening right now or watching, let's just take a moment and like close our eyes and think, have you recently experienced any of the feelings or the moments that I've just described? And if that's, if you have, has there been a moment recently where you realized that you lost yourself? Take a moment and think about it. 
When was that moment? Was it after weeks of grieving, isolating yourself from others? Was it while clutching the toilet after a night of binge drinking? Been there. (laughs) Was it when you looked around and you realized you had nothing left? No, No friends, no family, no money. Well, I just got taken back. So let me share with you my moment. And if your eyes are still closed, you can open them if you want. For me, I had just landed in the Orlando airport from DC with my father and fiance. It was the morning before the wedding rehearsal. It was like the morning of the wedding rehearsal. About four hours before I called the wedding off. The day before, I had asked my father to fly from Florida to DC to meet me to help me with my fiance. Um, My fiance had been acting really strange, not like himself. In the days leading up to the wedding, he had transformed, and you know this, Pastor, he had transformed into just a completely different person. And that last night was worse than it had ever been. The night before the airport was worse than it had ever been. And it was really scary. And it was confusing. I know. And, you know, I want to say, too, for the record, that I believe he is a good man and he never hurt me. I want to be very clear about that. But that morning in the airport, my dad and I both knew that something was really, really wrong and nothing had been resolved. I mean, even still, I loved my man. And I wasn't ready to let him go. So I didn't know what to do. And my dad pulled me aside. I'll never forget this. My dad pulled me aside and he asked me like, what was going through my mind? And I blurted, I just don't know if I can be who I am meant to be without him. Wow. My dad, to his credit, looked me in the eye and said firmly, like only a dad can do. (laughs) He said, don't give me that. Your calling is your own. So smart. So smart. You've lived your calling on your own well before he came along. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. It's, it like startled me, you know, like uh, kind of like when you're daydreaming mm-hmm. and and like someone says something to you and it like snaps you back into attention. Mm-hmm. And I realized in that moment, that I had let myself merge so tightly with my fiance that I had convinced myself and I had let him convince me that I needed him there, supporting me, affirming me in order to just be myself. That without him, there was no me. That's so embarrassing. I hear you. <laughs> like to say it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, how could I let that happen? Um, but you know what? That's natural. Like that happens it to is. a lot of people who go through these kinds of scenarios. And, you know, luckily, you know, if you fast forward a few days later, the wedding's off. I'm a, a total mess. My mom then brings me over to your house, Josephine, and then I, I get to meet you for the first time. Do you remember that? I remember that day. It was amazing seeing you. It was amazing the way you look. You know, Pastor, I think you're being nice. Like, by amazing, you mean horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say that. Chance. But 
Sarah, if you give me permission to say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, sure, sure. It was not a good looking. Yeah. When I look at you, I feel really my heart was touchy. I feel like I want to do much I could yeah. to help you. Because if you do remember, you're filled with rushes, red yeah. rushes, yeah. and filled with tears. And yeah. every time I, I just want to give you a hug and just... Yeah take you in the prayer room and stay there, close the door <laughs> and stay for the whole night just to intercede on your behalf. That's how much I felt like I should come and help you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. By the time I met you, I was a total puddle. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I was a wreck. And you're right. Like every time you would even touch me to like give me a hug or hold my hand, I would just start crying, Yeah, you know? Um, and you mentioned the rashes and that's something we're going to talk about in this series too, about what happens when you experience a trauma and your body starts to freak out yes. on you and yes. you experience like things like rat, like ugly, like physical symptoms of what you're experiencing on the inside. And that was me too. From the inside out, I was a wreck. And I think, um, you know, one thing like the fear too, you know, the nightmares, I couldn't stop when I met you. I had no idea what to do about that. So I was sad about my fiance. I was confused. I was scared. Yeah. My body was freaking out. I was just getting pummeled by life. And at that time, because I had lost who I was, I didn't know that I could fight back. I thought I just had to take it and just like sit with it and just figure like, well, by the, maybe in a few months it'll be better and I'll just suffer through this. But when I met you, you were the one that told me that I don't have to like just endure that kind of suffering that Absolutely. I can fight back and yes. get better. And, um, that meant so much to me. And I'll tell you, you know, this is the honest truth. When I first met you, I wasn't you, you didn't you couldn't just like teach me how to fight and then I was like ready to be in the ring right you had to fight for yes. me in yes. the beginning because and then, yeah there was no strength left in you <laughs> right that's right. why I felt like I need to jump in and be a rescuer yeah just to help you yeah for that moment because I look at you I feel like she need Jesus she yeah. need a real doctor I need a real and that's why doctor. you call me doctor. But I, I carry you and took you close to the real doctor. That's that right. he, his name is Jesus. And that's why you I I felt like yeah. I need to help you uh sharing with you about finding your own identity. Yeah. Because you are like broken hearted. There was no hope in you. There was nothing left for you. Yeah. But when I started that moment, I could see your eyes uh, just growing with the glory of God. I, I can see that you're changing. Yeah. It, it's so good to see you, Sarah, today. <laughs> Seeing you being transformed by God. Yeah. Yeah. The smile you have, the joy you have, right. the courage you have, even to share the testimonies. Right. How many people go out there and just tell people, hey, this is who I was to be. Right. It's so amazing. And I yeah, I mean the transformation's been incredible. Um, and I think that one of the things that you mentioned was that right from the beginning, you wanted to share with me like who I was, help yes. me remember who I am and who my identity is. Yes. And so um, I think that kind of leads me because I want to ask you some questions about the healing process that you took from me with me, um, specifically pertaining to remembering who you are. 
what made you choose that lesson? Because I remember we sat down and had a lesson about who I was in Christ. What made you choose that lesson as one of the first lessons that you reviewed with me? Uh, you know, Sarah, God God speaks. Yeah. And uh, when the moment I saw you, I felt like you need to step in and fight for her. Yeah. Right. She's your own assignment now. Yeah. If you do remember... I just keep repeating and many times say, you are my assignment. Yeah. God just say, I should fight for you. And I did it with all my heart. Yeah. I just wanted to be there and fight for you. But uh, the coming up with a, a find your own identity right. was because you, uh, you didn't have any strength remain right. in you. Yeah. There was no way to turn because you're like beaten up completely. Yeah. And uh, I know deep in my heart, the Holy Spirit just leading me, bring the teachings of the uh, uh, her, uh, her finding her own identity, right, and right. help her to grow in that, and teach her about about my ways, especially taking her out from the fear because you're surrounded with the fear. Right. You know, when you're covered with the fear, there is nothing else you can do. Right. You go to sleep, you're covered with the fear. You don't yeah. know what kind of nightmare you're going to come up with. Right. You walk in the street, you're like, I wonder how people they may think about yeah. me because yeah. you, you're you not the whole person. Right. <laughs> you know, you're just eating, you're just combing, you're showering. You look at yourself in the mirror, you're like, I can't believe it's me. You know? Right. right. So when you start walk with God, you eat the word, the mm. word of God. Mm-hmm. The word of God, it's a bread, bread of life. Yeah. When you eat the word, it helps you to grow. Yeah. And because you're just in, investing in you, the real life, it starts transforming you right. in and out. Right, right. When you start eating the word of God, that's how you're going to just like seeing yourself in the mirror. You're no longer doubting yourself. Right. When you walk outside, you don't feel like, I'm afraid. You feel confidence. Yeah. When you sit, like now, you're talking with the confidence, you're reaching out to yeah. other people because you knew who you are now. Mm -hmm. You find your own mm -hmm. identity in Christ. Yeah. Your sins are forgiven. Right. By the blood of Jesus, you're covered, you're safe. You're a whole person now. Yeah. And I really like, uh, there's a few things that you said that I just, I mean, what you said is so powerful and there's a few things I want to highlight. So one of the first ones is, you notice that when you first saw me, I didn't have any strength. Yes. That I was getting beaten up, that I was in bad shape, that every, you know, the, the life, the evil, whatever, I was getting nightmares, I was physically in bad shape. I mean, I was getting attacked from all sides, right? And I wasn't strong enough yeah. to stand up and fight and, and, and win, right? There was no strength in me. And by by leading me into a place where I could remember who I was and remember my identity was, was basically leading me into a place of strength where then I could stand on my own and withstand the kinds of, the kinds of attacks or whatever life and, and, you know, evil would throw my way. Right. That's true. You know, you know, Sarah, it's you who can just tell people out there yeah. the way you used to feel inside. Right. I, I, to me, I saw a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I was like, I'll help you. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll stay awake until 3 a.m. Yeah, just interceding like, for yeah. you. I'll call you early in the yeah. morning just to make sure you have a word for a day and yeah. nothing will cause you to stumble. Yeah. And I'll be like, I, I ha this is my assignment. I need to help her. And not only that, giving you the scriptures was to make a foundation for you. Right. The foundation, when you have a word of God, you're making a real strong foundation. Yeah. And through that, God will give you the, all the weapons to fight, resisting yeah. all the attack from outside. Right. Right. The enemy, the way he used to uh, 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 crush you, yeah. you will no longer be crushing again. You're no longer a person who a victim. You're Victoria now. That's right. No, I love when you say that. You're no longer a victim. You're victorious. Because yes. when bad things happen, it's like everything around you wants to convince you that's you're true. a victim. You yes. just have to like take it. Take but that's it. not the truth. Like You are not powerless when you know who you are yes. in Christ. You have Jesus um, in it. I think one thing also that you said, you keep referring back to eating the word. And so by the word, you mean scripture or the scriptures, Bible. Scriptures, when you read yeah. the scriptures in the Bible, you're eating. Yeah. You know, the way we eat the, <laughs> the word of God, you know, physical, we eat food. <laughs> right, right. But spiritual, we eat the word. Yeah. The words of God, it's a life. Yes. Brings life inside. Yeah. So more you read, more you get more the understanding. Right. More clear. And when you don't eat, it's like your spiritual eyes are closed. Yeah. Your spiritual ears, you can't hear nothing. Right. But more you read the word, it just continues opening up. You're like, right. whoa, I didn't know this works this way. I didn't know I have the authority yeah. and power. I mean, you can go through scriptures in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 10 from verse yes, 1. Right. It talks about, I give you the authority yeah. and power yeah. to, to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. To cast out all devils. Yeah. Yeah. Many people, they may, maybe they don't believe there is an evil attacking out there. Sure. But of course there is. Yeah. yeah but course. the word of God can just bring it out. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I was really tortured. So I have a good example of that, of where you helped me get better in that kind of situation where I remember in one of the first few weeks after we met, in the first week after we met, of course, I'm still a wreck, but I had to go back to work. And, you know, I'm going to work weepy, right? And you would call me sometimes in the morning and you would say, Sarah, here is a scripture for you. And I want you to remember this scripture, this verse, and take it with you through the day and like read it to yourself. And one time it was a scripture that was like, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. That and is the book of Joshua. Yeah, Joshua 1, right. <laughs> so then I, I wrote it down on a note card and I kept it with me. And when I sat at my office, I like put it at my desk, right? And, you know, when you're experiencing grief, there are so many waves and moments of grief and it can just be hard to get through the day. And I remember when I would feel a new wave coming on, I would just look at that and read that like verse, be strong and courageous for the Lord is with you. And it would, it would like be just a tiny little dose of medicine to me, almost undetectable. Right. But when you just like eating a crumb, right. And it would help strengthen me bit by bit. And it would help me get through the, the grief waves that would come. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it, 
that scripture specifically would remind me that I'm not alone because not a alone. lot of times in these kinds of scenarios, we feel like we're completely alone, that we're the only people that's suffering like this and, um, and that no one sees us and no one cares. And that's true. that would re- like strengthen me to remember that I'm not alone. And you know, Pastor, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that a lot of our friends that are listening right now that feel alone and they feel like their situation happened and they've just been left. What would you say to those those listeners? Uh, I'll say this, that you're not alone. <laughs> God is with you. He's with you for every move. Every step you take, he's with you. Maybe the situation may look like heavy, mm-hmm. but he's not far away from you. When you call upon his name, he will protect you and he will rest you. So this is a, a time of COVID-19 when everybody is just, mm-hmm. there is no way to hide. There is no way to say, oh, I'm strong than this. I know what I can do. It's only to run under his wing. Yeah. And allow him to protect you. And not only that, some of you, you lost your family, your relatives. You're just in a grieving time. Some of you, you, you have your families laying in the hospital. You need Jesus. You need God to just help you on that situation. So I feel to encourage you, don't lose your hope. Don't give up. Don't say it's over. Keep fighting and allow him to lift you up. Even if you fall, promise yourself, I'll rise again. God is not done with you. He will pick you from there and he will strengthen you. Because his word, he say, come to me, you who are in labor, you who you are tired, you're tired, you, you, you have broken hearted, you have pain. I mean, you don't know even how to explain the pain you have yeah. inside. But bring to the cross. Say, Jesus, you're my king. Today, I just realized that in this battle without you, I cannot succeed. Mm -hmm. So help me to conquer this giant and help me to rise up one more time. And he will rise you up. And I will pray for you as well. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, we'll pray for them. Pastor, I think, uh, why don't you go ahead and pray? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, friends, I just want to pray for you. And I just want to agree with you in the situation you're going through. Some of you, you're like, God, I need protection. He will protect you. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Son of the living God, we're here before you. The purpose of us being here is to reach out everyone who may need this prayer. We pray for the blessings of God. And we ask you, Lord King, to lay hands on each home, each family, that everyone who walks through nightmare, those who walk through the shadow of death, those who walk through traumatizing in the name of Jesus, I know you can heal. I know your hands is not too short. In the book of Isaiah 59, you say, my hands is not too short to reach you. Even my ears are not closed. You're not death. You can hear us. You can change. I pray that you renew their strength. I pray that you heal this person who lay in the hospital right now. Marcus, Marcus is your name. You've been laying this hospital 
It has been six days. God is saying to you, I'm not done with you yet. I'm going to rise you again. And I will show you my mercy and my kindness to you. In the name of Jesus, I command the COVID to leave your body in Jesus' name. And I pray for every family, everyone who lost their relatives. Peace still. Lord Jesus, give them a good grief and give them courage. And let them not lose their hope. Help them to rise again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, Marcos. Amen. God will bless you. Back to Sarah. Thank you, Pastor, for that prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to make sure that I heard that correctly because it sounded like as you were praying, you you had a moment where you felt like the Lord told you something about a person, a A specific person person that's in the hospital. his, His name is Marcus. Can you tell us again what you saw? And then I'll explain to our friends like what this experience is that you just had. And so they can understand. Is that okay? I see him laying on the hospital. Yeah. With the tubes. Yeah. I see him like really shivering kind of. Yeah. And uh, I feel like he's losing his hope. Wow. And uh, God is saying he's not done with you yet. He's going to rise you again. And you come out with a victory. Mm. That disease is crushed already. COVID cannot take your life. Have joy. Have peace back in your heart. Amen. Wow. So you get kind of like a picture in your mind sometimes. Yes. Yes. And then that's what lets you know, oh, this is... A, a real person, and then you feel like a knowing. Would you call it like a knowing? Yes. That, okay, this is what I need to pray for this person, and this is what the Lord says about their situation. Yes. Yeah. All yes. right, we told you folks, this is going to be a spiritual show, and this is definitely spiritual stuff. I like to call what Pastor Josephine, or the moment that she just had, like a spiritual download, where it's almost like <laughs> she just kind of gets a download in her soul, and then she just, just knows what to do with it, Sarah. right? <laughs> Um, And she would have these for me often, um, but they were things where I hadn't told anybody what I was feeling or thinking or some of the scary things I went through in my, um, you know, towards the end of that relationship that I've talked about. And she would know them. She would get a picture and then she'd share it with me. And I'd be like, yeah, that's how do you like, how do you know that? (laughs) Right. So I um, we know that that this situation is real. And so, um, you know, Marcus, when you hear this, definitely reach out to us on social media. Definitely um, let us know that you're fine and you're out of the hospital. And then, you know, we'll celebrate with you and it's going to be awesome. And um, also, you know, it's just cool. It just shows that God sees us no matter if we're, you know, at home or in a hospital or, or whatever, that the Lord still sees us. Sarah, God speaks. That's right. That's right. God speaks, God shows things. Yeah. Let's talk about like something that our friends can do like after this podcast that can help them grow stronger in themselves over the next week. And um I think what kind of makes sense is, you know, if you felt if you're if you're listening and watching right now and you you already kind of know what you want to do, what your takeaway is, of course do that. Um, But we'd encourage you, find a scripture, find a verse that makes you feel strong, that encourages you, whether it be the one that I mentioned, be bold 
and strong and, and courageous. The Lord is with you, uh, whether it be one of the ones that pastor prayed. Um, just find a verse, put it on a note card, put it on your phone, and we'll post a couple this week on social media so that you have an easy reference. And then as it helps you, let us know. Um, next week is going to be, not next week, in two weeks from now, it's going to be amazing. Uh, it's going to be on the fatal poison. So definitely tune in. We can't wait to talk to you then. It's been such a pleasure, Pastor. It's been so great to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. All right, folks. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.